This episode of the Mother Loving Future Show is brought to you by Amber Lestrange and Jenna Penrose with JMO 5000 Productions. Hi, everyone. Welcome to today's episode. We're really happy to have you back with us on this crazy journey into the sometimes daunting world of transformation. Now, before we get too far into it, if you're not following us on Instagram, you should be. Don't hesitate to follow away and just keep up to date on all the MLF happenings. We're always posting our podcasts or a fresh blog episode and, um, sorry, article, and you just don't want to miss that. So just join us on this, on this journey. So today is a very important topic that is close to our hearts and I know a lot of people have um, had experience with this topic and so we don't want you to feel alone. So that's why we're discussing it today. Jenna, I think... Oh, sorry. That would Jenna nearly kicked over the whole, <laughs> the whole podcasting table. No, why are you going with the fly pretending that didn't happen and... Continue. So, Jenna, would you like to give us your definition on do you suffer from a transformation isolation situation? Yes. Okay. So here is my definition of transformation isolation situation. When you are mindfully working on yourself and begin to evolve past your old blockages and past your old frequency patterns into a new better, truer, higher vibe version of yourself. But as a consequence, you no longer resonate with old friends, maybe your partner or your family members. This can cause feelings of isolation. Hmm. Sad but happy is a double-edged sword, isn't it? Yeah. And you know, as I was listening to my own <laughs> definition, I was thinking you, you might be isolated from other humans, but hopefully it will lead you into Closer a to yourself? greater connection with, your, with yourself, with your higher self, but also your spirit guides. Yeah. They're always there. Yeah. They're always there. How many spirit guides do you have? I mean, the first thing that came to mind when you said that is eight. Eight? Mm-hmm. Oh, lucky number. That's my yeah. numerology under number. Yeah, you probably have eight. eight too. I think a lot of people have eight. Eight. And who are your spirit guides? It's a good question. So mine um, declared themselves to be a group consciousness called the Elohim. Oh, Elohim. Yeah. And the way they told me that word was really crazy. That sounds um, like from ancient Egypt Yeah, or I think it's ancient Hebrew. It's like same root Elohim. as like the Hebrews. Yeah. And how did they tell you? So it was so weird. I was um, doing this crazy meditation to try to connect with them. This was before I had consciously really connected and opened those lines of communication. And um, I did a meditation, guided meditation on myself, which I should we should post at some point. Um, or if we haven't, and we might have. But in any case, it's like this color tunnel meditation. And um, basically, I went through the color tunnel and then they were, I was there in their presence and I, I was asking them questions. And one of my questions was, who are you? And I completely, I asked the question and I completely made my mind blank. And then, um, they showed me this bumper sticker that I used to have on my window as a kid that I seriously had not thought about for 20 years more. Like, I don't even know the last time I thought about this random bumper sticker that was on my window as a kid. And it was, it was from Hawaii and it said Aloha. And then, so I was like, Aloha. And then they were, and then I had this overwhelming feeling that Aloha had the same root 
as Elohim. And then I was like that, and I had that thought, and I was like, "That is- have you had you ever heard the word Elohim no. before? I mean, not really. If I had, it was like maybe in like a Hebrew prayer. I think they might have that word, but no, like not. You didn't and, know what it means. No, and, the, and also that my mind would connect Aloha to Elohim was crazy to me. Like when I thought that, I was like. That is so... But like I, you couldn't make that up if you tried. No, I couldn't. And I know it's completely in my own head, but like that's how it happened. It's like they showed me that that sticker and it said Aloha. And then I said in my head, I said, Aloha. I think that has the same... No, it was even more than that. It was that Hawaii had been part of Lemuria. In this vision, I was like, oh, Hawaii was part of Lemuria. And L- L- Aloha has the same root as Elohim. And then as soon as I said that in my mind, I was like... That's such a weird thought. What is Elohim? And then they said, we are Elohim. Whoa. And did they have... I just got chills again when I told but you. But did you hear that in your voice yeah, no, or their voice? Yeah, no, it was they, they... It was not in my voice. Their voice. And what was their voice like? It's, it's, Angelic? Like, it, what was it's like? just... It's not even sound. It's just transmission of message. Wow. Yeah. And did you see them? Did you have a visual I'm not, of I them? don't have a visual. So they just you just feel them and they communicate with you. You don't see them like they're not like. Well, they will put thoughts in my head that will sound so crazy, right? But um, they, I will know their thoughts because first of all, they're extremely high vibrational. They're extremely loving, like unwaveringly loving. And also, they will refer to me in the third person, like they will say, or in the second person, they'll say you. They'll be like you should do this or you're going here instead of I'm going here or I should do this. It's like you, they, they're talking to me as a person other than... Never me. tell a psychiatrist this. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. Don't because they won't get it. Well, but exactly. But that's why they don't get it. They're, they are taught their own protocol and they, they're not taught about multidimensionality or multidimensional experiences. And I would say a lot of people with quote unquote psychological issues who can or do hear voices might be communicating in other dimensional spaces. Yeah, I don't doubt it. I yeah. know. I mean, I personally feel like that exists and we're programmed to believe it doesn't and anything that challenges what we've been programmed to believe is discounted as crazy it's uh, conspiracy whatever, whatever like there's certain things where you if you quote hear voices and you quote are paranoid that's like the two most things where people will call will, that you are we are indoctrinated as a society to think like people who are claiming those two things are really crazy you know what i mean but i think that's an indoctrination away from multidimensionality to make sure that we don't get into our multidimensional selves and experiences and you know the interesting thing just tying it back to today's topic don't you think that if you were truly transparent about your experiences with your spirit guides, for example, and was just completely open about it, that would further you down the path of a transformational isolation situation? Yes. Like this is the yes, perfect that's segue a perfect into segue. Yes. what we're talking about Exactly. Today. Like I'm isolated. My mother is a psychologist. I can't tell her that because she will think I'm crazy. She'll look you up. She has, you know, she does think I'm crazy if I were to be honest. And so that's a perfect example of how these experiences of spiritual transformation and multidimensionality can cause isolation from family members, from friends and from society. Mm. I'm sure a lot of friends I've had too. I lost a whole bunch of friends when I figured out like that we, that humans could possibly have come from aliens and not Darwinian evolution. When I started talking to that, to, to my friends, people were like, wow, she's, she's really lost it. How, how were people in um, philosophy school? I know that you majored in philosophy. Yeah. So what, I stood alone in philosophy really? school. Really? Yeah, you would have been would, proud of I me. Would, 
I would have been actually very proud. People who were interested in asking questions and would have an open mind and open to any type not, of not in theory. Ac- not in hardcore academia. Not really? in hardcore academia. No. So you were the black sheep. I was the black sheep, but I was so passionate. Like I would stand up in class and like tears would stream, and I would. I was like really passionate. You were um, fighting. For, I was fighting for love. I was fighting yeah. for truth. I was fighting for consciousness really I mean also a new paradigm a new way of thinking a whole yes. new reality that no one knows exists yes that's you've got to be yes and know. my philosophy department was very material they were very ma- based in material like material consciousness you know and anything outside of material consciousness was considered null and void unacademic yeah so that's what I was up against so question what sent you on your original transformation journey um, basically it was a desire for truth with a capital T and me realizing that as a kid, like 12, I, I didn't believe in God. I did not believe in anything spiritual at that time. I, I, I was, I was in material consciousness. I was truly believed in science. I truly believed, I truly believed in science. But your mom taught you that My mom that's taught me what that. was reality. Yes. And I had, and I also went to a very academically rigorous school from kindergarten to 12th grade where they were very serious about material consciousness as well. So. So, um, but I was always very attracted to spirituality and to like your the, dad's a psychic. to the Bible. Yes, but at so this it's in point, your genetics. He was, it's, it was in my genetics so deep, and also like all my past lives. So it was very overwhelmingly in my genetics and in my soul. But your mind was but telling my you mind was telling me that is not, not ghosts don't yeah. exist. Like ghosts don't exist. Like as much as Santa doesn't exist, God doesn't exist. Like to me, believing in God would be the same as believing in Santa. Like it was impossible. Wow, that's where I started. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so basically I read, the, I was, I was attracted to the Bible and stuff like that. So I'd read parts of the Bible and whatever I had read in the Bible. I had this Bible that my friend had given me and I had, I read in there, you know, like those who seek shall find. And so I remember saying to my empty bedroom, God, if you are there, if you are an all powerful being, then prove it to me. And a bolt of lightning hit your roof, came through your room hit you on the heart and boom, you were open. More or less. It wasn't a bolt of lightning, but it was light. It had to do with light. It had to do with from that moment on, I experienced so many coincidences involving, it started out with street lights and with cars with one headlight. And these patterns of intense coincidences that led me down a path to now where I am. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Isn't that fascinating? I remember times in my life, usually as the human condition goes, when you are so down, you're desperate for some higher force to lift you back up and make everything better again. But there were those moments where I just prayed so hard for some type of help, even though I didn't have a connection to spirit like Mm -hmm. I do now. And I remember asking for it. And from that point onwards, literally miracles like there is no way that could be a coincidence mm-hmm. would there would be a trail of miracles mm-hmm. before me totally it's it's fascinating when you start to open that line of dialogue totally how your whole reality can change yeah yeah so 
Okay, anyway, so, so that- the, what we're trying to say is that there, are, you know, this is happening not just for us, but for people. Like people are awakening to these higher truths and these higher principles, which you could say we've known in past in history, but we kind of forgot through the modern age. But now we're coming back to understanding spiritual truths. And um, so this is causing what we always talk about, which is like a revolution of consciousness on the planet right now. And this is what we are fascinated by. And so because there's a bubbling up of like a consciousness revolution, there's clearly going to be a lot of people that are dealing with the isolation that yes. comes from breaking away from an old paradigm yes. or reality, yes. moving into a new one, which you have discovered is yes. tr- true and for you. Pe- people are dis- discovering it through personal experience, like we like personal experience of miracles and coincidences, which are just Im- possible. And so people are waking up individually through internal experiences and that can be so isolating because here you are having all these amazing, miraculous internal experiences. Those around you are not having those experiences. They're not with you for those experiences. And so they are not figuring out the same things you're figuring out in the same way. And so all of a sudden you're left isolated and also vibing at a different vibe. Mm, that's going to be really hard. I know that there've been some circumstances in my life where something dramatic has happened, usually a major breakdown leading leading to a major breakthrough. Check out our podcast episode, Spiritual Breakdowns Equal Life Breakthroughs, something like that. Or life breakdown equals spiritual breakthrough. Yeah, that's why. But same thing. It works the other way too. (laughs) And I remember coming out on the other, breaking open in order to piece myself back together in a solid, whole, kind of powerful way. And with that came taking inventory of my life and the things that weren't resonant with this new vibration, I guess I was moving into, were just naturally not fit. It wasn't a match. It wasn't a fit. And those things such as jobs, friends, relationships, even like f- health elements, food, mm-hmm. all oh, those food things is major. Would, would start to just whittle away. And was any of those examples like particularly dramatic or painful for you? Hell yes. Yeah. Oh, that was the opening to my, the biggest transformation I've been through in my life has been um, initiated by the loss of my twin flame relationship check out our podcast. (laughs) Sorry to plug again, but if you want to know what we're talking about, um, soulmate, twin flame, life partner, it's a guide to analyzing relationships and just making sense of it all. Check out that podcast. Um, And I remember going through a serious death of identity and death of a part of myself and a breaking of, you know, a facade I was attached to and having to, being forced to rediscover and recalibrate who I am and my reality and the world that I wanted to be a part of. And And through that breaking, I, thankfully, it really helped moving countries because all of the elements of my life, I had, I created an opportunity for myself to have a clean slate and consciously collect the elements of my life, which supported the new um, the new me, the new commitment, the person I wanted to grow into and And become. after you had been in LA for a while and been healing and hiring, hiring your vibration and healing yourself, then when you, I know we were just talking about the other day how you had an opportunity um, for work to go back to Australia. You could have moved back to Australia, 
Like, and when I went back there, I was so enamored as I always am with the beauty of the natural elements and just how healing that is my family. And there were definitely alluring elements of that idea of moving to Australia. But when I did a serious resonance test, I just sat there with visualizing what my life would be like in Australia. And there was something internal in me that wasn't resonating with my like what I had my history of of the place and my ties with that history and it wasn't resonant with where I was headed and what I was committed to and it wasn't a true mirror for what I wanted to be creating so I chose LA and I came back to LA and continued to collect people who were a true mirror to the work I was doing the internal work I was doing at that point But I was lucky in the fact where I didn't have to deal with the isolation of the transformation because I had a clean slate and I could collect people. And also you were in LA, which is the the mecca mecca. of self-transformation. You know, I have not always been in the mecca, even though I'm from LA. But when I was going through most of my my spiritual evolution, I was not living here. Um, And LA didn't used to be like this either. Um, I'll take credit for that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I won't. Jenna, the um, beacon of light. Yeah. You probably did start the consciousness yeah. revolution in LA. Uh-huh. I believe it. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, what I'm trying to say is I think a lot of people are isolated because even though in LA there's a lot of people like like this, in other parts of the country, in other parts of the world, there's not. And I and I really have seen in a vision that light workers, people who are meant to have these revelations and then raise the vibration of the entire planet, they were born in these different communities all around the world, peppered around the world, so that they would not just all raise vibration in one little pocket that would be easy to destroy, but instead they would be spread out and inspiring through their light and love and their lighthouse um, inspiring their own communities. That makes and, sense. And it it um, it's very it's so isolating for those people. Sometimes it it can break them. Like it can almost break you. But I just want to say, if you're in that situation, like your service is known. Like I see you. I affirm you. Like the angels, the guides. Like there are so many angels and guides, like looking down on our planet, smiling that we are doing this work, and we just got to keep going. And um, also you're not trust alone. trust in the law of nature where your vibration goes, you are lifting the space around you. Like really, if there are people you're close to in your life and you're in this situation where say you're in a group of friends or a romantic relationship where you are on this transformational journey and you're peeling back the layers of wounds and Which facade is so confronting and old programming, for people, by the way. Yeah. And you're moving into the true you and just a different paradigm and the people around you don't don't know what you're talking about or they don't relate in any way trust that when you are representing the light and raising that vibration people who are really close to you and who you may have karmic ties with can't help but start to rise up to meet you there yes it's just part of that it's like I know several times in my relationship and it goes both ways it's not just me leading at all there, there have been times where Carrie has just been the bigger person and being the love and being forgiving and whatever it is. And because he's not reacting and kind of playing that um, like low vibrational game, I can't like I have to meet him there. Totally. If I want this to work and I want to speak the same language, I have to forgive him too. And I also have to 
start to move towards that that place he's holding for us both to meet in. And I think that it can feel isolating, but if you have trust in the bigger picture and in and commitment to your own personal journey and you're just not prepared to be taken down and contorted to kind of, you know, the general unconsciousness or whatever is going on around you that you don't resonate with, then that's that's the way to do it. I know it's hard, but I also think that we're in this global community right now where, as you said, it is peppered around the world. And thankfully, most of us live in a society where, you know, the rest of the world is at our fingertips. There are networks on Facebook and Instagram mm. and, you know, groups that Find you can us on access. Facebook. Find us on Instagram. Like yeah, we will you support can you online. We are so happy to support people going through this journey because it's just crucial. You know what I've been hearing a lot recently? I don't know if you can relate to this. Maybe some of our listeners can. I've had several girlfriends from different groups in my community all come to me with the same... Um, I don't want to say complaints, but the same type of worries that they um, are feeling um, detached from the group, that there's some type of collective healing we can only do in a group so that we're, we're all being called to move into. So for example, a big theme has been, I feel left out. I feel, I don't feel included in things. Um, or I'm seeking to be a part of the group, but I just don't feel understood and I don't, whatever it may be. There's a common theme, at least in my life, I've been seeing over the couple of months in different groups where each each person is kind of striving to be part of a group and something bigger, but they're being triggered to the place where unless they work through something, they're not going to reach that spot. So, I mean, the way I translate that is collectively we're being called to move through whatever blockages we need to move through in order to meet on a different level where it can be harmonious. It can be, um, you know, we're just vibing higher, baby. Yeah. And it's hard. The the connections within a group from a material or lower consciousness perspective versus the connections in a group from a higher perspective, it, it, that shift it totally affects group dynamics. So it's just interesting what you say. Um, what I find most valuable in our group of diverse friends is that when each person is totally committed to being authentically themselves and transparent in their authenticity, their ideas, their style, their whatever, uh, it's so inspiring. I walk away being like, oh yeah, I would never would have thought about that. And I want to try move into a little bit of that within my own self. Or there is something so valuable in everyone having a common commitment to being authentic in that space. And I know that I've been in groups of friendships before in my life where you know, they don't, it's just that's not the common kind of you know, memo. That's that's not what people are about. They're more about contorting and doing what everyone else is doing against what they really feel is true for them. Yeah, I don't think I've ever fit into any groups like that. <laughs> How are you with your, what's your experience? Well, I don't with- think, I don't experience that I have a group of friends. Like, um, I have individual people that I connect with on like very deep levels and it's usually like about individual connections. It's not about a group connection. Um, and honestly, I don't really crave a group connection because I don't 
I think I do really well one-on-one. I think like when I'm one-on-one with someone, like I can really feel them, like I'm an empath. I could really get into what they need and, and it's just a wonderful exchange. But when I'm in a group of people, because I'm a very hypersensitive empath, it's like, it's almost too much. It's like too many people and too many thoughts and emotions. And like, I'm perceiving all these things that they don't even want me to perceive. And it's stressful, you know? So for me, it's not really an element not, you're dealing it's with. It's not an element I'm dealing what with. What about your personal relationship? What about in your marriage? Has there been moments where oh, you feel totally. you're transcending Jesse in regards to the self-development work? And Totally, because kind of, I'm obsessed with it and he's forced to and work. So how, how does that play out? Um, but you know what the truth is? Like Jesse and me are mirrors and it's kind of like what you were saying with Carrie where it's like if I get up level up to the next level, like he's dragged up there just by my vibration. So we're really kind of getting there together. Okay, great. Yeah. And there's but, also, you know... Um, Jesse, one of the reasons I married him was because he was an open-minded philosophy major that would be willing to go with me on this journey. You know, if I had married someone who wasn't in alignment with, with consciousness evolution, it could, it would mean the end of my marriage. Like I would choose consciousness evolution over a marriage, you know? Yeah, you would. I would. Lucky he's on board. He'd be left in the dust by now if he wasn't. Yeah, I think he knows that. But it's he pushes himself. Like it's amazing. Like I I I love my husband. He he tries really Aww, hard. Oh, go Jesse. Yeah. He's really moving into his heart. Yeah. Oh, both the boys are. Okay, so on this topic about transformation isolation, um, what else can we explore so the people who are going through this can maybe get inspired? with ways to deal with it where they don't feel so daunted. The most important thing that I have heard us talking about that I wanted to note is um, the idea of resonance, the law of resonance, which which is basically following your sense of of resonance and, and not like feeling bad about it. Like if this person is no longer resonating, leave that person behind and don't feel bad about it. Um, if you don't know if you should do something, test your resonance. Like Amber was talking about when she was going to move back to Australia or stay in America. And she like really tested it with her resonance. And she was like, okay, does it resonate with me on a deep level, like to stay in Australia? Or does it resonate with me on a deep level to go back to America? And I visualized it in my head and I took myself to that place, to all the elements, my daily life, what it would look like, who I would be with and felt how I would feel in my body being in that space and then did the same thing for the other scenario and that's how I tested Mm -hmm. my resonance. Exactly. So that type of... Which actually muscle testing is the same as that, you know, because it's like your body, it's, it's the same as resonance testing because it's like your muscles know like what resonates on a very deep level. And you know what? There's been moments in my life, many a moments where I've done that resonance test and gone against my intuition and my knowing. And I can tell you right now, it is not pretty. (laughs) It is like you are buying a one-way ticket to... Your own suffering. To hell. Yeah, seriously. Like there has been... Moments where out of fear, Mm -hmm. I knew what my intuition was telling me, but it was too hard to carve the path into a new life or a new get out of that relationship and start over again or whatever it may be. And I'm telling you now, I just created so much suffering for myself in those moments. So if you are in 
a job, a relationship, a friendship, mm-hmm. a country, a, mm-hmm. a habit with food, whatever it may be that you know intuitively you know. isn't resonant, isn't resonating with your best self, your evolution, your health, like your true health. Just trust that when you let go of something that you know doesn't serve you, it's the weirdest thing, but the universe really supports you. Yes. Uh, Miracles unfold before you and you just get looked after. You get ushered into, um, you know, through it in, I don't don't know, it just all works out. On the wings of angels. Yeah. And um, yeah, that made me lose my train of thought of what my next point was going to be, but... Let's see if I can get it back. Um, Isolation. Yes. Okay. So another thing that we could offer as a potential help to people who are feeling isolated is to, you know, obviously connect with us online, but also connect with other people online that, um, that form new communities. Yeah. That you resonate with. Like, for example, if you're friends with everyone on Facebook that are all your old friends and family, and then you, you post one thing about, uh, you know, spiritual awakening and you get zero likes and nobody likes it and then maybe you know like befriend some people on facebook that are in that vein and jenna is an i mean you are incredible at this you're really speaking from a place find me on facebook find jenna penrose no seriously tell everyone she from nothing you now have how many uh, jenna posts one post about something to do with her transformation and you probably get over 100 comments over 50 shares There's and a, the reason you've why built an incredibly huge supportive online totally spiritual community totally i have and it was because i was lacking that in my my real life and how did you build but that? how i did it was to find people online that genuinely had the same feelings thoughts path that i was going through and connect with them and then genuinely support them in their lives. And then they genuinely support me and mine. And you've created an army. Yeah. There's like how many people are part, is it part of a group? No, it's just individuals. uh, Individuals. Yeah. I mean, like I have, you know, I'm, do have the divine feminine group, which is Laura Eisenhower's, but I'm an administrator of that. But in general, it's mostly on my own Facebook. Wow. Incredible. And that's a huge support. It don't, is. don't you feel completely understood, held, and yeah. supported when you post something? People are like, me too. Yes. I get it. Keep going. Yes, I do. And I really do. It really helps me and makes me feel empowered. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great. So have no fear with carving the new way. Mm-hmm. Do the resonance test. Uh, Find an online community. Also, don't misinterpret. Sometimes the differences in relationships, as we've discussed before in Divine Union, can be a blessing and is perfect for for your evolution. And as you use your relationship to evolve within your own self, your partner will see that and move towards that as well, hopefully. But don't misinterpret it as you two being on different planets because there is something very valuable in that yin and yang Mm -hmm. and that balance and the practical mind and the heart. And just to that point, in both me and Amber's cases, like our we are very spiritual. Like we really spend most of our days like thinking and actively working on spiritual transformation within our own lives. And uh, our husbands, like 
on the flip side, being the yang to our yin. Think we're crazy. No, they don't think we're crazy. <laughs> no, they don't. But they, they have to like provide for our families. They have to work at this point in our lives. Like they are at, both of them go to work and work really hard all day. It's like they cannot sit around and think about spiritual transformation and record cushy podcasts, you know, <laughs> because they have to do like stuff. And so there is a yin and yang balance. So like we're reaching these spiritual heights because we have the time and space to because they're working. So. And also who says that there is an evolution in what they're doing. There is. It, exactly. So I'm saying don't misinterpret things for not being, mm, you evolving, know, yeah, yeah, evolving in their own way. Because I know that committing to something bigger than yourself, such as just grinding it out in a job that you may not be 100% inspired in, but you know that with that, you're, you're exercising commitment and reverence and you know, all those aspects you need to, to show up to work every day and be great at your job, that's part of their evolution. Mm-hmm. And we've got a lot to learn from them as well. We really do. I've like just how to move forward on projects. We're doing it. We're doing it. We're doing it, girl. I know we are. Okay, great. So do you have an invitation for the, for the listeners? Yeah. So my invitation to the listeners is think about something in your life that doesn't resonate that you're doing it out of habit or out of obligation, but it it really doesn't resonate. And then come up with a plan to exit that situation and not feel bad or guilty about it. And really have fun testing out the resonance theory. It's really fun. I started doing that with food, with thoughts, conversations, activities during my day. I really started putting that to the test and allowing my intuition to guide me through my day. And once you get in the habit of it, it's just second nature. And it's not often you fall off what uh, it really serves you. Yeah. Law of resonance um, is the same as intuition really, isn't it? Yeah. Because it's like letting your intuition guide you like this feels right. This doesn't feel right. Mm -hmm. And take a life inventory. That's always fun. Don't, don't <laughs> or <be>. daunting. <laughs> yeah, really daunting, really fun. But, you know, you need a little bit of both to crack through to the yeah, next level. So if you, you know, if you are on that edge where you're, you're becoming interested in moving your evolution to the next level and life to the next level and exploring yourself on a deeper level, maybe take a life inventory and see where you're not being authentic and what needs to go and what you need to move into. Love it. Okay, well, thanks for listening, guys. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you liked what you heard, don't hesitate to leave a five-star review. Honestly, it really helps us just build our mission and get behind us on the love and light mission. And um, yeah, we love you lots and we'll have you with us next time. Can't wait. See you later. Bye. Bye. Visit our website, themotherlovingfuture.com for more information. And please leave us a five-star review on iTunes if you like what you hear. We read every single review and comment, and we are so grateful for your support. See you next week.